Chapter Twenty Three of Gunside Pass: How Oil Came to the Cattle Country and Brought a New West by William McLeod Rain. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Gusher. Jackpot Number Three had come in with a roar that shook the earth for half a mile. Deep below the surface, there was a hiss and a crackle, the shock of rendering strata giving way to the pressure of the oil pool. From long experience as a driller jed burns knew what was coming he swept his crew back from the platform and none too soon to escape disaster they were still flying across the prairie when the crown box catapulted into the sky and the whole drilling superstructure toppled over rocks clay and sand were hurled into the air to come down in a shower that bombarded everything within a radius of several hundred yards the landscape next moment was drenched in black petroleum the fine particles of it filled the air, sprayed the cactus and the greasewood. Rivulets of the viscid stuff began to gather in depressions and to flow in gathering volume as tributaries joined the stream into the sump holes prepared for it. The pungent odor of crude oil, as well as the touch and the taste of it, penetrated the atmosphere. Burns counted noses and discovered that one of his crew had been injured by falling rocks or beams. He knew that his men could not possibly cope with this geyser on a spree. It was a big strike, the biggest in the history of the district, and to control the flow of the gusher would necessitate tremendous efforts on a wholesale plan. One of his men he sent into Malapi on horseback with a hurry-up call to Emerson Crawford, president of the company, for tools, machinery, men, and teams. The others he put to salvaging the engine and accessories and to throwing up an earth dike around the sump hole as a barrier against the escaping crude. All through the night he fought impotently against this giant that had burst loose from its prison two thousand feet below the surface of the earth. With the first faint streaks of day, men came galloping across the desert to the jackpot. They came at first on horseback, singly, and later by twos and threes. A buckboard appeared on the horizon, the driver leaning forward as he urged on his team. Heart, decided the driller, and come in hell for leather. Other teams followed, buggies, surreys, light wagons, farm wagons, and at last heavy-laden lumber wagons. Business in Malapi was shot to pieces, as one merchant expressed it. Everybody who could possibly get away was out to see the big gusher there was an immediate stampede to make locations in the territory adjacent the wildcatter flourished companies were formed in ten minutes and the stock subscribed for in half an hour from the boot black at the hotel to the banker everybody wanted stock and every company drilling within a reasonable distance of jackpot number three many legitimate corporations appeared on the books of the secretary of state and along with these were scores of frauds intending only to gull the small investor and separate him from his money. Saloons and gambling houses, which did business with such childlike candor and stridency, became offices for the sale and exchange of stock. The boom at Malapi got its second wind. Workmen, investors, capitalists, and crooks poured in to take advantage of the inflation brought about by the new strike in a hitherto unknown field for the fame of jackpot number three had spread wide 
the production guesses ranged all the way from ten to fifty thousand barrels a day most of which was still going to waste on the desert for burns and hart had not yet gained control over the flow though an army of men in overalls and slickers fought the gusher night and day the flow never ceased for a moment the well steadily spouted a stream of black liquid into the air from the subterranean chamber into which the underground lake poured the attack had two objectives the first was to check the outrush of the oil the second was to save the wealth emerging from the mouth of the well and streaming over the lip of the reservoir to the sandy desert a crew of men divided into three shifts worked with pick shovel and scraper to dig a second and a third sump hole the dirt from the excavation was dumped at the edge of the working to build a dam for the fluid sacks filled with wet sand reinforced this dirt meanwhile the oil boiled up in the lake and flowed over its edges in streams as soon as the second reservoir was ready the tarry stuff was siphoned into it from the original sump hole by the time this was full a third pool was finished and into it the overflow was diverted but in spite of the great effort made to save the product of the gusher the sands absorbed many thousands of dollars worth of petroleum this end of the work was under the direction of bob hart for ten days he did not take off his clothes when he slept it was in catnaps an hour snatched now and again from the fight with the rising tide of wealth that threatened to engulf its owners he was unshaven unbathed his clothes slimy with tar and grease he ate on the job coffee beans bacon cornbread whatever the cook's flunkies brought him and did not know what he was eating gaunt and dominating with crisp decision and yet unfailing good humor he bossed the gangs under him and led them into the fight holding them at it till flesh and blood revolted with weariness of such stuff is the true outdoor westerner made he may drop in his tracks from exhaustion after the emergency has been met but so long as the call for action lasts he will stick to the finish at the other end jed burns commanded one after another he tried all the devices he had known to succeed in capping or checking other gushers the flow was so continuous and powerful that none of these were effective some wells flow in jets they hurl out the oil die down like a geyser and presently have another hemorrhage jackpot number three did not pulse as a cut artery does its output was steady as the flow of water in a pipe the heavy timbers with which he tried to stop up the outlet were hurled aside like straws he could not check the flow long enough to get control on the evening of the tenth day burns put in the cork he made elaborate preparations in advance and assigned his force to the posts where they were to work a string of eight-inch pipe sixty feet long was slid forward and derricked over the stream above this a large number of steel rails borrowed from the incoming road were lashed to the pipe to prevent it from snapping the pipe had been fitted with valves of various sizes after it had been fastened to the well's casing these were gradually reduced to check the flow without causing a blowout in the pipeline six hours later a metropolitan newspaper carried the headline big gusher harnessed after wild rampage jackpot number three at malapi tamed long battle ended 
End of chapter 23